Good afternoon. This is um, at the Black Sun, you know, again, uh, where things are primary, primarily uh, centered around African-African-American diaspora studies. Topics include social justice activism, liberation, cultural nationalism, black religiosity, and of course, black popular culture. Um, you know, again, the format style is a little uncut conversations. Today I have um, a couple of uh, friends of mine that are going to be on. Um, I'm going to give them a call in a few. I'll let them introduce themselves when I give them a call in a minute. And so the topics today are going to be on uh, critical race theory, which is a hot topic in um, popular, I mean, black popular culture right now. Um, and also in the media, uh, you know, there's been a couple of specials going on about it. So we're definitely going to dabble into that. And also, we're going to talk about uh, what's going on in the athletic realm. Um, the Olympics is coming up. There's a lot of controversial uh, discrepancies when it comes to the, some of the policies that these um, entities have when it comes to uh, utilizing certain drugs that have become recreational, as well as, uh, you know, mentioning, you know, the, the nuances between certain uh, demographics in the black community who feel as if that it's racist, dri racially driven. Um, you know, so definitely that's going to be one of another questions we're going to bring up uh, a little shortly. And um, real quick, I wanted to, um, you know, again, give a shout out to uh, Avaloid Studios and uh, their production team who's uh, been so gracious to allow me to utilize their spot. And um, hopefully I'll be able to utilize their spot a little bit more. And um, so again, shout out to all of them. And also I wanted to give a brief, um, um, talk about a brief moment in, in, in history uh, that happened today on June, July 11th which is in 1954, white residents of Indianola, Mississippi, formed a white citizens council to organize and carry out massive resistance to racial integration of public schools. So, you know, again, you know, it's just something to think about with this whole uh, debate versus critical race theory and uh, the relevancy of it and how it might be potentially needed in public school systems. Might, might not, you know, it's, you know, it's open to a debate, depends on who you're gonna be asking. So again, I'm going to get a call to one of my friends right now, and you know, just you know, pick his brain to see what what he's really you know, what he really thinks about this critical race theory situation. And um, you know, so like I said, if you you know pause for a second, you know, you might hear a ring. You know, see if he'll pick up and you know, see what see what's going with that. Hey, what's going on, man? You're um you're on the air right now, and um you know again, go ahead and tell everybody what your name is, and um you know we can go in and get this conversation started about critical race theory. How's that sound? Oh yeah, sure. My name is uh, I just went from the a PhD student at Clark Atlanta University. Uh, concentration, uh, humanities. Um, well, the discipline is humanities, but the concentration is English. But yeah, but yeah, Delmon and I we. I just want to discuss critical race theory, which uh, I've been doing a, a little bit of reading on um, more recently. But yeah, we can go ahead and get the conversation started if you want to pose a question. Uh, well, go ahead. I mean, what do you think about the relevancy? Is it something that we really should be talking about in mainstream media? You know, that that's one direct question, definitely. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, well, to be perfectly honest, I don't, I'm not sure why uh, and how critical race theory uh, has become such a... A topic of a hot topic of discussion recently. I think one of the uh, the things that critical race theory does is it's very specific lens 
and it really focuses on the legal profession. So how it became so mainstream, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I do think it's salient. I think it offers salient critiques of the American legal system. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not sure how it became uh, so dominant in recent uh, media discussions. Uh, definitely. I mean, would you consider, you know, some of the uh, rhetoric that uh, our former president, Donald Trump, and some of the leaders of the uh, GOP, you know, would you say that they were trying to push this narrative in order to offset the situation that happened in the, the elections, this past elections, with the turning of the electoral votes and pretty much how, you know, certain states that were um, known to be red states uh, turned blue? You know, do you think this is a way of their, this is their backdoor way of trying to circumvent you know, some of those uh, issues that I guess they believe were issues, you know, that basically cost them an election. Well, yeah, I do think that, well, anytime we have what, what you know, I consider these, these cultural uh, cultural discussions like this, especially when something like critical race theory is being under attack, I think we are absolutely being distracted from something that's far more important in terms of our personal lives. Critical race theory uh, is really being used as a scapegoat um, at this point, I, I do believe that, uh, because really, if you listen to what some of these people are saying, uh, some of them really believe that they're being forced to, uh, at least in such to some degree, relinquish their whiteness. Uh, they're, they're being forced to be apologetic uh, for historical wrongdoings. They're, they're being forced to put themselves in position, even as teachers. Uh, I think, and, and this is, you know, just, just listening to some of the rhetoric over the past few days that I've heard, but some of them really feel that white people are under attack. Um, and the reality is, you know, they are conflating critical race theory with culturally responsive teaching. And I think that is being used to, to, to shape this greater narrative that white America, white, white America is under attack. Um, and I think that's where, you know, the point of departure is in terms of why uh, you know, these because it's pretty much coming from the conservative. The conservative right is pretty much saying, hey, you know, we don't need critical race theory being taught in our schools, um, while at the same time, they're ignoring the larger aspects of how race is being used, uh, particularly in the legal system, to justify, uh, you know, adjudications of, of infractions of the law that know are completely um, one-sided in terms of how black people are treated when we commit crimes and how white people can, are, are treated when they commit crimes and that's really what critical race theory is but in terms of the attack on critical race theory it has nothing to do with critical race theory itself i do think it's a, it's a larger distraction um, now do you also think that certain african-american scholars are utilizing this uh are also fanning the flames as far as uh circumventing the, the original intent of critical race theory for their own academic, um, I guess, prosperity? Oh, yeah. Well, that's, I think that's always going to happen. I mean, you know, if we if we go back to, you know, Martin Luther King, I mean, if you, think of, if you talk about Martin Luther King now, you know, you couldn't find a black person or a white person, anyone who's just going to say, hey, well, you know, you, you, he was just causing trouble. Uh, you know, we don't want him marching in our neighborhoods. But the fact of the matter is the Birmingham, the letter from the Birmingham jail was written to black preachers. It was written to black people because they didn't want him there. But, and I think now what you, what you have now with critical race theory, you absolutely have those opportunists who are taking advantage of, you know, the fact that this is now in the spotlight. 
And so now, as, as far as as much as they can align themselves with this uh, with this rigid uh, racial ideology, that the only way we can uh, become a unified nation is to ignore what the nation has done. You have, you will always have black people who believe that and who align themselves with that type of rhetoric. Definitely, uh, I know they. I know some people mention that there's um, five tenets of critical race theory. And um, so one of those tenets, and I was going to read it to you, one of the tenets is um, the notion that racism is ordinary and not um, aberrational. And, um, you know, again, I think some of this kind of stuff is, does that really have to be taught in a school setting? I I mean, I believe that that's something that we can already see occurring in our daily lives. Like, I don't think that that has to be taught in a public school setting. I think that that's something we really can just see just by living, you know, that, that, that racism is, is something that is not going anywhere because naturally uh, the majority in this nation does not see it as a, uh, as an issue, you know? So, I mean, I think that that's, and it kind of goes to saying the idea of an, of an interest convergence, um, you know, again, it's like, it's one of those things where are they trying to say that there's, a, they want some type of consilience with the with the individuals that are promoting this uh, divisive, uh, you know, I guess, uh, political, uh, you know, uh, I guess, uh, what's it, campaign? You know, that we all know it's biased. Well, yeah. Are they trying to say, like, we, we know what you've done, we know what you've done so far, but is this something uh-huh. that we're trying to well, do better later? Well, yeah, and, and the thing is that, that, you know, we talk about the notion that racism is ordinary and not aberrational. I think what, and, and I, I think we know you know, especially, you know, black people, we know that racism is ordinary. It's something that we see all the time, even if it's, you know, in, in the form of microaggression. But not everyone knows that. Some people think that it's absolutely aberrational and that it's very specific. Some people really think that racism is limited to the South. Some people really still believe, believe that, that, if, that there's no racism outside of Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, or above the Mason-Dixon line. We know that's not true. But there are people who do believe that, um, and that's one thing. <clears throat> but I also think that it's important for us to, to, to know that, I, I, you know, I would find it hard and very difficult to believe, and I would absolutely have to have definitive proof that critical race theory is being taught in K-12. Um, and I've read several articles, I've, I've looked at several arguments, and some, again, I think there's conflation between critical race theory and culturally responsive teaching. And, you know, critical race theory is very specific to the legal profession. I mean, that's, that's actually just what it's been established as. So the idea that it's being taught in K through 12, to me, is almost laughable. Definitely. Simply because of the, the word critical. You know, American education system doesn't like anything critical, especially when it comes to criticizing Americans, when it comes to race. You know, you pretty much have to try to put that under under wraps with our textbooks are being changed now. So... You know, again, I just think the idea that it's being taught K through 12, you know, it's pretty much a joke. I mean, definitely seeing that um, the, you know, with when it comes to the public school system and how, you know, after integration, you know, naturally, I, I don't think people really realize that the curriculums of which these schools were administering to, to the students was not conducive to the learning um you know, the learning abilities of African-Americans or people of color who had to integrate to these schools, you know, it's not like they adjusted their their textbooks for us. 
And that's why I don't understand why people are so up in arms when they'll say, oh, they're teaching my child blank, blank, but they're not teaching them about this. Or, you know, why wouldn't they teach it in their way? I mean, it's, this is how they've constructed their school systems, you know. But I think critical race, critical race theory does speak on that and, 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 and it furthers in, in one of the, the fifth tenet is uh, one of the, that that fifth tenet is, is basically talking about saying that white Americans benefited have, have benefited just as much if not more from civil rights legislation and I don't think a lot I don't think people want to admit that either that you know it wasn't just African Americans who the civil rights uh, acts helped you know I, I think that that's something that African Americans uh, have mistakenly believed over the years that, that the civil rights um, legislations was solely for us and only for us, but it really wasn't. You know, it was for the collective and right. better good of the, of the nation. You know, for the right. sake of the nation to keep it from ripping itself in part, you know, apart in the two. Right. Um, well, yeah, and that's, that's, that's absolutely so. I, I, would, I would 100% agree with that. I mean, I think if you look at you know, affirmative action, for, for example, I mean, you know, that's quite often thrown, thrown in black people's face, but really affirmative action was a response to the power infrastructure at the time, which was, you know, predominantly white and male. Um, so not only did it, 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 was it, you know, you know, intended to benefit black people, but also women and white women have benefited, statistically white women have benefited more than anyone. So, because you have white women, you know, they were also a minority in terms of the power infrastructure. And so that's why, you know, when we talk about affirmative action and some of the benefits of, of civil rights legislation, you know, white women have benefited more than anyone, and that's that's just the fact. It just is what it is. Um, so, and, and black people, you know, more than anything, have uh, you know, I'm not going to say that affirmative action programs have, have helped have helped us, you know, across the board because they just haven't. You know, um, and and we can go in and, and look at the statistics. We can still look at the number of black people who are, are underemployed, even even with college degrees, compared to white people who have the same degrees. Uh, and some who don't even have degrees and look at the level and, and, and numbers of unemployment there. I mean, and, and look again, the race of incarceration. Uh, when, you know, and the length of incarceration when the same crimes are committed. I mean, we, we look across the board. Affirmative action really hasn't done what, you know, what, what stated to do on paper. Um, civil rights legislation, we look at the, the you know, the, the voting rights bills that right now are in jeopardy. Um, and, you know, if these things have been ensconced and embedded in the American psyche and the American fabric, we wouldn't still be having, you know, rooms full of white, rooms full of white men signing into law more voting restrictions that we saw in Georgia that we're now seeing in Texas and other states. I mean, you know, critical race theory has an extremely valid point. And I think what really has drawn attention to this is the fact that this particular body of, of this particular theoretical framework points out exactly what's going on now, you know, and I think, you know, even conducting an analysis of civil rights legislation in the 1960s, bringing up that all the way up now to the 2020s and seeing how that, that level of critique is still relevant, is still valid, and it's called calling out exactly what's happening today. I, I definitely agree. I, I mean, I totally wholeheartedly agree. Um, you know, it's just, and again, I guess playing the, what is it, the contrarian side of me. Um, well, it, no, it's, I, well, it was I, one of those things when you think about, it, it's just, 
I guess if I'm one of those sticklers, but uh, you know, it's one of those things where you look at it and it's called critical race theory, right? Okay, I get it. But then, of course, by the definition, they're they're saying that race is a social construction, right? But I don't if you're saying that race is a social construction, can you say that racism is actually like finitely real, or is it something that just happens in or, or occurs socially, and it's just something that we've just endured, but it's based off of just these innate biases? You know, or is it because it's one of those things where it's like we have to buy into the concept of race in order to say critical race theory or. Well, I think, well, I think the only one who has to really buy into the concept of race to that degree is the dominant, the dominant class. And I say that because as long as you have a person who says they're white and they classify anyone who's not white, just a non-white and whatever benefits they have from that, which we know they have benefits and they're able to deny people who are outside of their defined group um whether or not you see race as a construction or whether you see race as just something that you know uh uh that whether you see it as as something that's genetic the fact of the matter is that injustice exists you know what i mean so i think you know when we start getting into whether whether it's a social construction uh which i believe it is because you know white people didn't come here as white they came here as europeans africans didn't come here as black they came here as ethnic groups which is pretty much how people come here um but you know we're not racialized until we're in the context a social context of other people you know and that's why even now we have you know jamaicans who come and they, they don't consider themselves black a lot of times until they, they're brought here um and africans do the same thing you know they have very specific ethnic groups and, and um you know the names of the ethnic groups when they get here and so a lot of times they, they don't they're not understanding the idea of black white black white until they get outside of the context of especially a continent that's all black so racism is a social construction but whether or not that social construction um leads to whether i'll say whether or not it is a social construction or you believe it to be genetic to me is irrelevant because the effects of racism are real Okay. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, that definitely makes sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, even like when it comes to like looking at the roots of critical race theory and it's talking about it, it came from it's an offshoot of critical legal, um, cr- critical legal studies. And um, and it's saying that, of course, that's what they're 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 solely looking at the looking at the legal side of things. Right. And I'm, I'm assuming what they what they started to realize was there was a uh, certain uh, racial groups were being marginalized at more of an alarming rate based off of, you know, the type of policies and stuff that were being passed. Um, I, 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 but again, I just again, I look at it as the situation of. The only reason why it exists is because we as African-Americans are lackluster to participate in electoral running and office seats. You know, it's like, I mean, how many times do I see a town hall, you know, in in one of the cities here in Atlanta and it's at some church and I just wonder how many of us are there, you know, and it's not, it's not until they start seeing the construction signs come up. You know, and then all now all of a sudden we want to march and protest to save blank blank building. But it's like they had town hall meetings about it for the past year, and it's like y'all didn't do anything about it then, or why didn't you say anything two years ago when you noticed that the roof was collapsing? And it's like, oh, now you want to complain and try to keep it, and it's just like, it's. I think it's one of those things where I think we're more frustrated because we don't know. 
we don't know the legal system and how it can benefit us and and put us uh, in a in a situation of uh, you know success. You know, I think a lot of us are frustrated because we just don't know the law and we we look at it. Oh, that's racist. We always you know if we don't understand something, we automatically will say it's racist. You know, we we all automatically that's one of our go to moves is to call racism on certain things. And I think it's like crying wolf in, to some degree because it's like I can see if. Well, crit- well, critical race theory is, of course, different because these people have actually went through the necessary research to understand why they're saying that race is a determining factor. But, of course, you know, I'm thinking about the common person. And, like, we both, I mean, I guess we can agree that critical race theory is a academic, um, a academic uh, uh, subject that your everyday person would have never had this conversation sitting at, sitting at the dinner table. But it's something that now is being prompt, uh, being... I guess you could say promoted by conservative media outlets in order for their own gain. But it's this is one of those things where it's like at what point can I guess disagreeing with something like that without be, without it being political? You know, if I feel like well, we, well, we play is. fiddle to it too, because I mean, uh, I mean, you have some of the great news black people right now talking about it, like on all of their shows, all their YouTubes, they're all talking about it as if it's like this hot topic button because it's like. They all participate in that exploitative system, you know, right. called the media. You know. but yeah, and, and I agree. But let me just let me just go back to one of your earlier points, uh, especially with the electoral process and how black people participate. I think for a very long time, black people, you know, we we we, we looked at the electoral process, um, and there was a huge distrust distrust because just let's think about it. I mean, we went like how many hundreds of years of of, of a president before 2008 when we got a, we finally got a black a viable black candidate you know and not only that um if we look at how many black people have voted and, and you know and we can go year over year over year black people out, outstandingly voted um uh, in this last election what was it uh 2020 yeah um there were so many black people out there i mean it, it, was, it was amazing especially he and then not only in, in the presidential election but in the senatorial election, but in the runoff election, you know, so we were asked to do it twice. And now, you know, when you look at the response to that, what do you have? You have, again, these white, wealthy white men who are now trying to institute more voting restrictions. They're not doing that because black people didn't uh, participate. They're doing it because black people did. And the reason that, you know, they, they, they feel as if they're losing their grip on, on power, specifically because the number of black people participating in the electoral process has increased over the years. So, and I think several different things happened that may have, you know, uh, uh, gotten the attention of black people to say, okay, well, look, maybe there is something we can do in terms of the casting a vote or getting, you know, uh, more people to vote so that we can change some of the things that's happened, you know, legislatively that can actually benefit us. And then, so then you have to take a look at that, the response to the black vote, but then you also have to look at the redlining, gerrymandering, you know, the changing of the voting districts, you know, making some districts smaller, making the black vote basically only one minute aspect of the electoral map. Those things happen because black people start to participate in mass numbers. Now, I think what would serve us better is maybe we spread out more, you know, stop being in these urban centers, you know, start moving out to some of these uh, rural areas and then taking over some of these, these other places and and maybe we can start seeing even more of a, uh, of a benefit from the electoral process. But the reality is, um, the way the way that the, 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 
the electoral process is set up, you know, black people are just supposed to be, you know, a, a minority. And that's just how it is. That's how we define legally. That's how we define culturally um, as a minority. So, you know, we have to take all of that into perspective and, and then look at ways that we can circumvent that to, uh, to actually benefit more from the process that, you know, has have absolutely benefited from us. Um, but in terms of critical race theory and, and, and uh, its relevance right now, I think it's extremely relevant. I think it's exceptionally relevant simply because of the fact that, that we have these legal battles that we're now seeing in course across the country, not just for voting rights, but also for what's being included in the educational textbooks. Um, so critical race theory uh, is, is, is right now, I don't think that it's a, a, a more uh, important theoretical lens through which to view uh, exactly what's happening. Yeah, I mean, it's, but that's just an opinion. I mean, know? it's definitely a hard pill to swallow. Definitely, I mean, especially when we're talking about, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, the changing, the changing of uh, the guard, um, per se. You know, especially yeah. uh, some of the uh, more prominent black leaders are now taking a backseat approach to to the influence or the impact that they actually have on certain movements. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it, it's just one of those things where I think it's. People are now taking critical race theory away from just solely looking at legal. You know, it, it's not, they're taking out, like, they're not even, like, they're not even looking at it from the legal lens, quote unquote. Now they're just, like, harping on policies that are just policies. You know, right. uh, for, right. I mean, for example, I mean, I mean, I'm going to touch base with this with somebody else later, uh, but, you know, it was talking about, even with, like, the Shakara uh, Richardson situation. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like those are the policies set forth by a international committee. It's not just America who, who determined what was going on, you know, and they actually gave her the minimal suspension. You know, it's, it's not like they, they threw the book at her completely or anything like that. They were all, I think they were all understanding, but, you know, one of the, one of the things that they were all talking about is you know, we can revisit these policies after the Olympics. You know, and it's like, I don't think people realize how much work has to go into making sure these Olympics go off without a hitch. They already had to postpone it for a year. You know, uh, uh, what is it, Tokyo? I think, look, they're still going through some stuff, right? Or, um, I, yeah, I think, I they are, but I don't think they're allowing fans. Yeah, well, I mean, but again, it's like little things like that. But I, I think they said there was like another COVID outbreak or something. But, you know, even then, like, neither here or there, but it's just like, there's a lot of things that go into this. And it's it's one of those, I think, I feel like it's kind of, it's borderline fascist, you know, for certain black people to say, let's boycott the, the Olympics because of one individual. You know, seeing that there's multiple African-American athletes who deserve to be there. You know, you have more than one person that has the potential to break world records at the Olympics who are black African-American. You know, and it's like, why, why take that? They have to eat too. You know, they have to work. That's their job, just like it was her job. You know, and it's like you signed, you signed, you signed. The, you know what, what was going on. You knew what you signed up for, and she admits her faults. You know, right. I just think the masses want to hijack it and use it for their own personal gains. I mean, it's it's sickening how many people I've seen do segments on it just to get likes, or they'll. It's like they're only doing the segment just for the likes or just for the exposure, just so they can say they covered it. You know, they're not even doing it genuinely. 
you know, they're just going along with everybody else. And it's like me. And then when I I tell people like, well, she knew what she signed up for. People make it seem like I'm being insensitive. And it's like, no, it's not like I'm being insensitive. I like her. I really, I really want her to win. I, I really want her to succeed. You know, but I also understand as a former athlete that, you know, we had, we were told up front what we could and couldn't do. You know, and that's just certain things we have to live with. And I, it's unfortunate that it came at the expense of her her first Olympics. You know, but right. the but the committee have all they've all said that they wanted to revise that stuff. So it's right. like when people want to mention race involved, it's like, hold on. You know, that's kind right. of extreme at right now. And then I'm like, and then it's I now the the the, the, the hair caps, the swim caps, you know, with the swimmers. I don't know too much right. about that issue, so I, I really can't touch on that. But right. I can right. say if there's already policies implemented, they're not going to try to revise those policies weeks before the Olympics. You know, now if that stuff would have been, if, I think if some of this stuff would have been brought forth uh, four years ago, three years ago, I think right. it would have gave them a lot more time to kind of, you know, navigate and circumvent certain things so that they can they can actually come to an agreement. But I think, I mean, this is one of those things where it's like you can literally hear people say this whole critical race theory and they're jumping on it and just hijacking it away from its original intent, which was to I, I center agree. it around legal, legal policies. Not right. not so much as, uh, you know, I guess you could say, uh, yeah, policies for, for like organizations, but like actually like legislative policies that are judicial, you know. And I think right. a lot of people are conflating certain things because they, they're trying their best to find something to latch on to. Because it's not like we're it's not like they're protesting in the streets as much as they were. Yeah, you know, and it's that, like they're trying to find that. any and every way to stay relevant or clinging to this notion that um, you know, this is the new wave of the civil rights movement. Right, you know, right. This, I, this I, is I the era exactly which that's occurred. Because critical race theory is very specific. So, you know, but I mean I think you can take it you can use aspects of it just like we do with with uh, any any type of theoretical framework you know you can take feminism and apply it to you know something you can take um afrocentrism and apply it to something i mean you can take any type of theoretical framework but to me that doesn't detract from this original intent i think people are trying to do that i think people are just taking it and applying it to anything and just saying that just because you speak on a certain racial topic that you're invoking critical race theory and i think that's where that's where people are going wrong. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's I both think, sides of the coin too, because I, I really do believe that that's the reason why the Republicans and conservatives have been able to hijack it, uh, because they've been able to twist the the term, twist the, the I guess the definition of the of the terms. You know, um, well, that's what and they it, it kind of reminds me of when they um, when when it was uh, what is it? Um, um, well, you know, what is it? Um, I, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a few, you know, phrases that they've done back in the past, but I know President Bush uh, with compassionate conservatism, you know, that's that's one term that I do know was hijacked, you know, that that was actually a, a African-American a politician that uh, that actually promoted that term compassionate conservatism as an attack on them, saying that they lacked thereof, you know, and then the Republican Party latched onto that and they used that as a catapult to to further their understandings of like the faith-based initiatives to promote some of these uh, evangelical policies that would help them receive uh, federal funding. You know, I think that's the kind of stuff where it's like, when you're looking at critical race theory, I'm like, I can apply that to critical race theory because those are legal, those are legalities, you know, that help promote certain 
right-wing um, evangelical groups, they were able to provide, uh, uh, obtain federal grant money to promote services that they were trying to promote for their own people. You know, but it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of African-American churches, uh, when they first implemented these policies, were not applying for this, this these free grants and this money. But, but again, the way that the language is layered, you know, again, we're always a little bit too late, you know, and it, and it's, 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 it's interesting that we're always like two, we're like 10 years too late for certain things, you know. We started to apply when President Obama got into office because he restructured the office and everything like that. But it's like, well, by then, you know, they already had, you know, you know, the conservative groups already had a good run with it, you know. So it's like a lot of the money that was earmarked for that, you know, a lot of that had been, you know, had already been used up, you know, by then. And, you know, now you have African-American churches that are utilizing those services, those funds. But, you know, at the expense of their, um, at the expense of, uh, you know, them actually not violating the campaign um, intervention situation with the IRS, you know, which is, you know, everybody knows that's what got Reverend Jeremiah Wright in trouble when President Obama was running for office. You know, they, they sent him a cease and desist letter because they said that he was, you know, violating that campaign policy if you're, if you're officially a nonprofit, you know, but it speaks to that situation because most conservative groups, you know, they don't have to utilize the pulpit, which we are known historically to utilize the pulpit as a as a political space as well as a religious space. So it's like, you know, it's one of those double-edged swords with that because it's like we know that that's that's in essence of the black church. You know, this being this politically uh, driven move uh, uh, house of worship. You know, the meeting house. You know, all of this kind of stuff we talk about with Martin Luther King and how that that constantly goes into it. You know, I just found it really, really peculiar, you know, when it comes to critical race theory um, well, and its yeah, utilization. Let me, yeah, let me go back to, to the point you made earlier about, you know, how, you know, conservatives, and not just conservatives, liberals do it too, they, they, they all hijack narratives. And, and you know, they, they try to make ridiculous conflations. So basically, critical race theory gets conflated with Black Lives Matter, which somehow becomes, you know, tantamount to socialism and communism and they make this huge package and they make these things and, and they, they attach these pejoratives with it um and then so that's how it becomes demonized you know what i'm saying like just like i said we were and even hbcus and now because you have some people who just don't think the hbcus are necessary because well even the fact that more well, white people can go to hbcus they've got more, a lot of them really just don't apply but you know that the whole idea here is that you don't need a, a historically black college because white college now accept black people so now you can just get rid of black college as well we know that's not true right and then so what happens is again when you have critical race theory when you have black lives matter when you have um you know any any uh, hbcus when you have these types of of, uh, of organizations that really try to and i don't want to say usurp but i guess to a very large degree they try to undermine the power infrastructure that has been in place for so long to at least make it more equitable, at least attempt to make it more equitable, and that's at, or at, analyze exactly what's happened and why it isn't as equitable as it could be, then the people who are in power recognize exactly what you're trying to do, and power never seeds itself. It's never going to just say, okay, well, you know what, I'm going to give myself up. And so that's why I think now, looking at the reaction of critical race theory, I think they're doing exactly what they need to do. I think it proves, it, it basically what the, the reaction to critical, critical race theory proves critical race theory. 
right. just does. Well, I mean, I, I think, um, well, I mean, sorry to cut you off. I mean, I got you know time constraints and everything, but okay, um, okay. well, like I said, we're definitely gonna revisit this conversation and some more on a, at a later date. Um, yeah. Definitely would like to have you on, you know, you know, every so often, if not once a month or something like that. We, you know, we can work that out later on. But um, you know, if there, anything you want to say, um, you know, as a recap, you know, before before I let you go, you know, go ahead by all means. Well, no, what I, what I'll say is, uh, you know, uh, if it, you know whoever listens to this, I, I would hope that they not only just take a look at critical race theory, but take a look at um, uh, critical race theory. Take a look at cultural responsive teaching understand the difference and understand that well you know the information that, that we're often given by the media is not the information that we need to be paying attention to do your own research regardless of where, where the information is where the information is coming from do your own research form your own opinion and you know don't allow yourself to be swayed by the, by the dominant narratives of uh, the dominant class all right everybody y'all heard it first well second <laughs> Um, this is my uh, my homeboy um, Inus, and um, like I said, thank thank you for ha- um, coming out and um, doing this interview with me. Like I said, I'll you know touch base with you later, and um, you know get your information that way. Everybody can you know send you an email if they have any inquiries or anything like that. So uh, again, nice talking to you, man, and um, cool, cool, cool. have a nice too, have a nice uh, rest of your day, man. Hi, you too. Take it easy, Bella. All All right, y'all. So y'all heard it first. That was my, um, you know, again, my um, homeboy, Inus. You know, we did the critical race theory. If you have any other questions, feel free. You know, my information will be in the um, bio of this uh, once you're able to click on everything. And um, again, make sure my Instagram is at TheBlackSun04. And um, you can always, you know, send me a message there. And if you have any other questions, if you want me to, you know, talk about a topic that, I, you know, you really want me to talk about, you know. Until then, thank you. Take care. Peace. The headphones last time I'm tripping. All right, now we're on. Um, this is going to be another segment that I'm working on. Um, it's uh, basically going to be on. So we, we can actually go back. I mean, because, you know, I got somebody else on the line, too. Uh, my homeboy, Van. You know, he was here uh, on the other episode. What's up? What's up? Um, you know, we just kind of popped in. So we're going to go ahead and get the ball rolling. I got somebody else that I'm going to be uh, calling in, uh, having call in, or I'm going to call him later on. Whichever one happens. Who knows? Um, you know, we're just going to kind of wing it like always. So, Van, I mean, we were early. I was talking to one of my colleagues about critical race theory. And um, before we started, you know, I basically said that it was irrelevant. Now, yeah. this, is a, this is a different upbeat <laughs> to what I was talking about <laughs> earlier. And the only reason why is because I have different energy. But naturally, I do believe that critical race theory is a mute point. I definitely believe that it is because we already know racism exists and everything like that. I don't believe it needs to be taught about because, I mean, us black folk, let's just be honest, we think it's too painful to even talk about what happened to our ancestors and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> wants to watch, when people want to watch Roots, oh, I can't, okay, watch, I can't watch Roots. Roots is just way too painful for me. Oh, it, it just hurts my soul to just watch Toby and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, bro, you haven't even watched Goodbye Uncle Tom. Like, if you watch Goodbye Uncle Tom, you, I promise you, you'll be like, oh, Roots is a cakewalk. No, I think critical race theory ain't that critical. White people did some fucked up shit, you know what I mean? And that's the end of it. Now, you can even teach white people that they did fucked up shit. And they're gonna like, you know what I mean? It's either they're gonna own up to it. And even if they, if they own up to it and all, it's like, yeah, we did some fucked up shit. 
where does that get us? Why don't you get over it? That's pretty much what they're telling. Well, no, even though like, they're gonna cry and like feel bad and cry some white tears, but like, how does that fix the issue? That doesn't fix teaching ridicule. So I guess I do kind of agree with you. This is rare. Teaching, because <laughs> I heard that right. Then I talk through it. Critical race theory really won't solve anything. You know what I mean? It's not gonna stop systematic oppression. Like it's basic. It's a, it's another Juneteenth point. No, that's it's, what I'm it's, saying. It's, it's, it's vanity. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, look, I mean, it's been hijacked by. by it's, it's a vanity media. project. It's been it's been hijacked by the fourth branch of the government. Oh, fifth branch of the government. Which I thought there was only three two branches. Wait, no, how many branches branch, is there? Yeah, the fourth branch of the government is the media. Wait, um, legislative, naturally, executive, um, and what's the third? I ain't even judicial, judiciary, duh. judicial. But then again, the fourth branch of the government is the media. Without the media, a lot of the propaganda and stuff that the policies and stuff like that. I mean, it would be pointless. Yeah. I mean, because it's also, like, and, they and, have to keep something going. I mean, I, but I think I think critical race theory something. is not for black people. I think critical race theory is for white people. But even when you look at, uh, I think what's going to happen is is critical race theory is going to kind of end up like sexual education is in schools, where like student parents, white parents specifically, are going to write letters like, "Hey, my student can't be a part of this lesson." I mean, but we. I think that's what's going to happen, and then. From there, it's like, even like when you think about it, I know that like black people, we watched, uh, let's say, Roots. You know what I mean? I don't know any white people that watch fucking Roots. I know white people that watch fucking Django or Django because they like, what's his name? Uh, Tarantino. Oh, oh, and like, you know what I mean? Like, I like Quentin Yeah, but I'm saying white people watch Django, but I ain't hear me white people watching 12 Years a Slave. I didn't, you know what I mean? So critical race theory is for them, not for us, but I mean, also the, the people who are going to be the, the victim of it is going to be us again. It's not gonna solve anything. It's a like we're gonna get like a, a Boy Scout star or badge. I mean, but I, I I guess it's one of those things where at some point we have to understand that they don't care. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, there's shock value involved. Mm -hmm. But again, they're gonna look at this and be like, oh my god, oh my, I feel so no. bad. No, and then what? You and your for, for me, I really do. Mm -hmm. I really wish there was something I can do to just help you. Give and me then, fucking money then. And then what they'll do is they'll say, okay, fine, we'll go to we'll go to your schools. We'll no, start, I don't we'll even start teaching it inner city. I, I don't care about none of that no more. Children, then we get mad and talk about oh, like freedom riders. No, and I, somebody will be like, well, you know, well, freedom riders. Why did they have to be? Why did they have to be uh, about the white teacher? Why, why couldn't it be really about that was, the that was, students? That was a good movie. No, but I mean, but people have MTV put their foot in that. Hillary Swank. It was not her fault. It was not the teacher's fault that she she used her own money and she had true the, the resources. She has the, the resources and the ability to do so and people are fault in this because they wrote the movie that way it wasn't really supposed to be about the kids i don't care no i mean the kids helped the movie happen of course shout out to mario too he was in that <laughs> <laughs> right 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 i mean it was the stars to the cast though. if you're not giving me free, and this is i think where i am i don't know if it's the coffee or my current bank account but if you're not giving black people money i don't give a fuck <laughs> like if it's not in the form of reparations i do not care anymore I mean, but like thing, everything but else is vanity i don't care what you teach i don't care about like your fucking protect black people t-shirts i don't care about none of that i don't care about your starbucks limited edition like black lives matter cup give me fucking money give me resources i mean but even i mean but if you think about it, even reparations it's one of those situations that it's people, sticky but black people just have to wake up and understand that they're not gonna get money i i, I agree like, with that and then they'll but turn around and be like well they give money to all the other immigrants that come over here and they, they don't have shit these, to do they don't have shit to do I with mean, me they don't either but why do we keep bringing it up it's like they're in the same basket as us yet we hate them just as much and I, I, that's i told you most black people are more conservative and more fascist than they realize because it's like when they're not able to exploit 
at that same tip, they get angry because they're not able to do what white people do. The first thing that comes out of a lot of other people's mouth is, oh, well, how, like with Shakira Richardson. Prime example. So you know what people wanted to bring up? Michael the lady, Phelps. No, no, the, Michael Phelps, the lady in New Zealand. Who is that? The lady, she's a she's an athlete, she's a weightlifter, uh, powerlifter <laughs> in New Zealand. She She's actually, um, she, she was um, she's I don't know trans. her. She's trans. But the thing about that is her testosterone levels meet the requirements of what they set forth because she took the stuff to prove oh, gotcha, her testosterone. Oh, gotcha, 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 But black people want to talk about, well, how come, how well, come they let a biologically okay. male also, man run okay. uh, play, grow, grow against one, women? We, like, we got to stop com comparing. We got to stop comparing apples to oranges. We, but that's what that's what black people do. I also, I also, the first thing we do, we'll, we'll get the most illegitimate I don't like we's either. put it together. Because we're not all the same people. Oh, no. but White people get to we, think it's individuals. Black people, we got to be a we all the time. We Black Lives matter hashtag because they do no we I mean, do. of course we do but again you're just saying what's the we i mean it's like some, for that there should be no but, but see, objection people, for that but see don't no, no, it is because see some people some people feel as you think black, black lives don't matter no black lives definitely matter but what i'm saying is all lives matter oh hell no nah. <laughs> all, <laughs> all lives do matter but we're talking about black lives right here I mean, it's one of those things people get but, mad at but that. I but, think, I, but I think it's very important. Like everything, every situation is not the same. For instance, like when you see, like I don't. Here's what I don't like: when I see a a police video, you know what I mean, and they're showing you a something happened to a black person, it's really bad, etc. Then they send you a video from a whole different side of the country, different police force, etc. Look how easy they were able to do this. I'm like, everyone, like, it's not. There's not all exactly the same. There's so many different variants that happen that, like, it's. If we look at everything like look at this look at that why well, can't you be like this and it's, there's not the same thing at its basis it kind of makes things a little complicated but like right now where i really am in 2021 is like i want money i want resources i want like fuck the vanity shit like i don't care about none of that oh wow shake shack has a juneteenth burger with a cornbread bun i don't care and a collard green relish like i'm not like i don't give a fuck about that like I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. I no mean, Shake Shack. I like y'all. I mean, but that's what we do. I mean, we celebrate any and everything as much as possible. It's performative. It, I mean, and that's the thing where I'm like, why does everything have to be this big elaborate celebration? But let's get into like, Shikari. Shikari, Shakari, what's her name? Shikari. Shikari. I, I like her. I love her. I like her a lot. I mean, especially, I mean, I feel like she, the energy that she projects, I mean, she's definitely like a walking ocean. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like people don't even realize, like, she's literally a walking Arisha just in the making. Her, you know, her like energy. Her, her presence just brings everything. Her you know? energy is so dope. A lot of people talk about, oh, she's too cocky. She's too this. She's too that. No, she's real. There's a lot of white, mediocre people who act like they're the shit. No one says anything. I mean, but she, I feel like she's real. But my thing, is, like, my thing is, I think if, you, if you're the best and you think you're the best, and you're like, be the best. You, you know what I mean? Be the best. It it's ain't like, cocky if you can back it up. What they say in that Pokemon song? I didn't watch Pokemon, man. That's, I listen, man, I'm a little bit too older for that, man. I love Pokemon. What's that? Yeah. Fascism? Oh, well, you know, we all are. I mean, well, the reason why I say that is because most African Americans, and, and it stems from us when we when we sing My Country, Tis of E, and, or Who we, says that? and we do the Pledge of Allegiance, most African Americans will sit there and say, we built this nation. This is our land. Mm -mm. That we are the ones who created America. We're the real builders of this, what we call the United States of America. So we, we take ownership when we say that because we feel as if that our ancestors, blood, sweat, and tears, did that. They Stony did. the Road retried. You know what I mean? We all know that. That's why we have the Negro National Anthem. We talk about that. 
Well, no. What I'm saying is, we get enraged because it's it's one of those things where if it's not, if it microphone. does, if it doesn't go against the the uh, what, what I would consider the majority or, or majority of what African Americans want, you're considered anti-black um, to the extent where wait, 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 I got what, what criticized. What do you want? What like, do you want? To, the, to the extent, what do you, what got, do you want? I've gotten criticized when I tell black people, "You want to boycott the Olympics? That's cool." Until you start boycotting BET. What Man, the you fuck cannot is have a conversation. Team business plan. No, hey boy, that's, see, that's the problem. To this. See, that's one of the problems with people because they feel as if that BET is for the people and for the culture, and it's a commodification of our sense of being and well. Okay, what the fuck does BET have to do with the Olympics? And, it's, it, and it, it extends to that because now you have saturated professional sports with black popular cultural okay, okay, norms. Okay, that's the problem. You know, it's one of those things where African Americans feel as if that it's one of those things where, at one point, African Americans loved Al Sharpton, right? Okay. Everybody loved Jesse Jackson. Everyone, right? saying everyone. No, 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 no. When when something happened in America in the seven, the eighties and nineties, who were the two black leaders that you were probably going to see at those at those uh, rallies? Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. But that don't mean we now, love them. Now it got to this point where they don't like him, right? I no, no, it's I wanted, we still I, love him. Like like I wanted Not a me, few but... in them. I wanted a few in the minority that feels that Ben no. Crump that feel like that feels like no, Ben no, no, Crump no. is exploiting no, African Americans. No, no. No, no, no. Okay, you are not in the. How many black people do you know? Who counts? Because I feel like okay. So here's my here's here's my here's my like my, my triggers. I don't like, and I do have screenshots of a lot of this. Uh, okay, just l- so listen, listen. Know. I don't like a lot of black people when that thing. No, did not misquote that. I did not say I don't like a lot of black people. I don't like when people. <laughs> I don't like when people say, quote unquote, a lot of black people. Most black people, majority of black people, because there's no numbers and there's no like survey that says this. You know what I mean? So like, I know a lot of black people who believe. I say I don't like using that, but a lot is a, a vague term. <laughs> like, some black people think Ben Crump is like a fucking savior in a suit. Some black people think he is the worst person ever created. So like, especially like that's why I liked Twitter a lot is because you see a lot of this discourse that happens that you Definitely. see that people are not really for what people think they're for. I have a white uncle and every time like something happens like when we have a conversation he brings up Al Sharpton. I'm like, you know, I don't really like Al Sharpton. You don't have to bring him up. <laughs> oh, I just assumed. No, fuck that. Al Sharpton is not the voice. But like what happens is it's so funny is that when white people they get all these voices to have. You know what I mean? And but it's just their you, you, but you, but you don't, 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 no, 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 no. Fuck, fuck that. You don't expect every white person to agree with Ted Cruz. No, but he's not you white. You wait, 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 wait. You don't expect for every white person to agree with every white conservative that's out there. No, but the, or every white Republican, but, but the thing about, every white. So but white, the thing about conservatives, they'll stick together even if they know that they're going down that. in flames. I agree with we that. We will sit there and divide each other in a heartbeat because of oh, uh, like um, but white, like, wait, like wait, Dr. No, King's no, niece, no, 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 like Dr. No, no, King's no, no, niece, Alveda King. When white people disagree, it's not looked at as divisive. Most black people have turned their backs on her because she's no. pro life. When white people disagree with shit. It's not looked at as divisive. They get their own voice, etc. When black people because we, we take it so serious. No, because we get so emotional involved. There we go. Naturally, because that's what that's what I'm saying. We're so conservative. Fit with the elite class, which is a more, uh, I would say, fascist leaning or just okay with the status quo and comfortability leaning class. Yeah, you're most likely gonna get canceled. And I and everyone is not meant to be an activist. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, that's true. Within critical race theory is this new push where critical race theorists are idolized, and we have like all these theorists who are like celebrities now. Yeah, so it's like changing the dialogue to one where it doesn't feel.
feel like it's for everybody. Yeah, and but also because of this. It was never but, meant but, for but, everybody. But also, That's the problem. Think about, think about this way. Think about this way. Also, also, as we talk about this, black people all had different views. So what your race theory could be is different. Because to be honest, I don't want fucking Umar Johnson teaching my kids critical race theory. You know what I mean? He's a psychologist. But, but I, I also don't want Ben Carson. Did Ben Carson die? Yeah, man. But I wouldn't want him teaching critical race theory. You know what I mean? So he, he didn't die? No. You know, he called COVID. Herman oh, Herman Cain. See, died, yeah. fuck it. That a coon, this a coon. I don't want any wow. of them teaching my kids race theory. Strike that from the record. You know what I mean? You like big... Wait, wait. You fucking like Herman Cain and Ben Carson? They're businessmen. I'm not a... I'm anti-everything when it comes to business So, and why, so why you try to say scratch no, that? No, no, no. So far What's that? You said like what that? When I'm sitting here listening to you, I feel like you're so far left that you're right. Of course. Question. Would you want him teaching your kid critical race theory? Probably not. See, there we go. Every, everyone's see, critical race theory ain't the same. See, that's the problem, though. The thing about what people fail to realize is <laughs> it's not, it's nobody else's job to teach their children about that type of stuff. That's the that's the parents' job to teach them about But we those. see parents are teaching the kids about sex. We can't expect them but, to teach them it's, about. It's, and it's, it's one of those things, even where people want to talk about, like, like. Again, y'all are still go. y'all are still talking as if we're talking to the same people. White people do not want you to teach them anything. They already know everything. They think they do. Hence the reason why that this system that we live in is theirs. Every, that it's one of those things where if I put your average black person in a room, which your average black person? I, I mean, which one of us in I, here? I'll is, which I'll tell you what. Yeah, I, I, I'll be like this. I'll, I'll be like this. Let me. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it economically. I'll do it in an economic sense, right? So if you have an African American person. Who has an economic threshold of say uh, three hundred thousand? I'm not in this conversation then. Okay, <laughs> three hundred thousand a year annually, right? I say a hundred thousand dollars a year salary <laughs> annually. Now, 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 now. Again, I'm, I'm proving a point here. I'm proving a point when you're talking about you know when you want to talk about fascism and everything like that. The, the black it's celebrity. About money. It's one of those situations where once you've made it above a certain economic threshold, by default you're going to be in a certain economic bracket, right? Therefore, certain politicians are going to benefit you more. Here's the reason why I'm saying when when people like Kanye and all these other celebrities are voting for these or are promoting these liberal agendas, you I'm pretty sure they're going to be voting Republican behind closed doors. Chris Rock even said it best. He did not like Obama being president. Yeah. I mean, but again, but 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 that's problematic exactly. on its own right. That's also, problematic because you're keeping you're keeping the divisiveness that you're saying critical race theory is supposed to challenge, you're keeping that in place by not even arguing against it in the, in the forefront. I don't know. No, what you're doing is you're you're saying one thing in, in the limelight, and behind the voting polls, you're voting for your personal Okay, interest. no, no, no. Okay. I'm all about Here's you the voting thing. for your personal Here's interest, the thing about that. But I tell people, if you really want something to change, I don't, I don't agree with called, that either. You have to commit socioeconomic suicide in order for the masses of African Americans to be able to catch up. That's the okay. only reason. That's here's, the only here, way here's you can eliminate all of these types of things that people talk about. Because race theory was built to critique and to break down yes. the systems of oppression built into history that have erased our history. But yes, again, yes, yes. again, we're, we're so again, so we're still operating under their worldview. Take, take that. But no, what I'm saying there's there's five tenets, and we're you know those those different five tenets of the of the critical race theory is one thing. But the only thing that this, the, the wait, there's, there's five tenets of critical race theory. Yes, there's five tenets, and that's one of the things. Is that like the pillars of Islam? It's, it's, like five. it's, it's all it's all inclusive. I did not know racial. The thing the, about critical, critical race, race theory was this critical. The, the thing about critical race theory is it's, it's supposed to be centered around the legal system. That's what we were talking about that earlier. It's, it's mentioned on the legal system. The legal system. 
And it's one of those situations that we have to really, we really have to understand that the fact that the critical race, it's getting a little hot in here, y'all. So now, <laughs> but no, I mean, no, 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 go do you do what you do you no you, no educate us, my brother. What's that? With the five, I didn't know it was five levels of. Yeah, there's five tenets of the uh, critical race theory. I mean, pretty much they're centered around you know. Um, Talking about you got to Google up African social economic plights of African Americans and everything like that. We broke. Been, we know that it's basically off of the economic. It's basically a legal thing that legal policies and procedures throughout this nation have been. Um, basically, they've been pro they've been promoting racist ideologies see, and, and this systematically is, keeping us also, at bay. See, and this is why. But again, this speaks to me. Knowing that speaks to me saying that African Americans don't understand law, and I'm sorry, I don't understand law. My dang self, really. But I mean, it's like, but it's, I sh we have to read up but yeah. on it because you already know that those laws it, are gonna, it, but you even if you know that okay. there's, a, a, there's an innate desire for them to what? Keep you at bay, right? Yes. We all know that that's not So it doesn't matter if we understand you. it or not, because but if, if, you if the system the is law, built. You know, how to, you know how to, you know where you can change it at. You'll know the, where those holes are. We'll sit there and, and, and utilize the same exploitative systems that they utilize to get I ahead. just want to say, black, I feel black, like that's black. okay if that's what you want to do. Don't complain when you're, when the masses of African Americans yeah, are still being I agree exploited. with that. I agree, and I think I, I think a lot of this is gonna rule to being super elitist, classist, and oppressive in its nature of critical race theory because I think it's gonna create as <laughs> a bigger divide than a unifier. Um, let's segue into something else because <laughs> critical race theory. Um, yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. But then I'm also See, you know what's um, funny is switching with the Shakari Richardson. White people don't have to do this, and I like sometimes I just wish like I could like be like a, it's because this is their reality. They they get to just enjoy themselves and eat because fucking frozen yogurt and like. But there's no way if we're not thinking critically about racism, how are we gonna pick it apart and break it down? Like, how are we gonna destroy it? I think the basis. We already know the solutions to it, though. What's the solutions? Of, uh, what's the solutions? I mean, again, it's it's one of those situations that a lot of African revolutionaries had understood, and that's why they got assassinated. And when they did, um, and Kruma, uh, Emil Cabral, other individuals like that, um, Armand, you know, all of these type of people um, had a had a had a um, understanding that the pre-existing world that we live in. And Frantz Fanon talks about this. Um, Paulio Ferrer, Pedagogy of the Oppressed. They all talk I about these things that people really don't understand is uh, psychologically, we have to unlearn what was taught to us. The only way we can do that is if we break down all of this stuff. And my which thing we is that. Not to do. But, but here's my thing. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. One of those things like. I think we're when, doing that too. When, I think we're not giving black people no, no credit. We're not doing it. And that's the reason why everything keeps happening. I just, I think, I think the work has been happening, but also my thing is like, here's where it gets complicated. The world as a whole is anti-black. You know what I mean? Anti-blackness is a global issue. I mean, because we, Wait, we're listen, all living in listen, the age of the Romans. Listen, listen to me. So my thing is that as enlightened as we could be, as much as we break down things, where is the, like, what, what did we gain from that? Oh, we realized the world is fucked up and everything is not as we knew it was. Okay, now what? Does that fix anything? No, we're still in an anti-black world. You end up enlightened, you still end up oppressed. You know what I mean? You still end up, like, it, where does that get you? It makes you mad as shit and just sit there fuming about white people. Because nobody else wants to get on board. But I don't agree with that because we have Adrian Marie Brown. We have all these theorists, like, in, you 
technology and the history behind it. Um, I can't think of all the names right now, but there are so many people now, like everyone you name, Prince Fan and all these people, that was then, you know, maybe there's a conversation that is mostly led by black women that's happening that a lot of black men- Shout out to black women. To jump into. Yo, 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 what up, what up? Shout out to black women. I just gotta say that. Hey, Jeff, what's going on? Hey man, I'm about to get you set up real quick. Hold on, man. Alright. Just yo, can you hear a different voice? I get different name. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Uh, right. This shit too complicated. McDonald's Wi-Fi going on. Oh man, I mean you good, bro. You bro, you good, you good. So Jeff, man, I had a question for you real quick, man. And um, we're gonna jump back to the Shakari Richardson and the, you know, the whole track and field athletic doping situation. Me too. Real quick, real quick. What are your views on critical race theory? Just a critical race theory? Yeah. You know how everybody's talking about critical race theory being prominent and all that other kind of stuff. What you think? You think it's needed or you think it's full of shit? Um. From a, from like, you mean like maybe a scholarly standpoint? Nah, man, you know me, man. You know, we keeping it 100. Well, I mean, as far as examining it from a scholarly standpoint, or do you mean from a, uh, I guess, a real-world standpoint or a scholarly standpoint? You can give me both. Okay. I would say from a real-world point of view, yes. That, that's full um, of shit. Scholarly, go ahead. You're saying from a from a outside world view, it's full of shit? Um, I would say yeah. <laughs> I would say yeah, cause uh, you talking about the whole Newt Gingrich thing? Oh yeah, man, all of it. Well, I don't know, man. It it, it depends on who you're talking to, cause fill me in as far as the Newt Gingrich. I got like a five second soundbite of it uh, off of CNN the other day. Well, no, I mean, you know, most of the, you know, most of the, uh, you know, most of the conservatives are pretty much saying the same things, you know, that it's, you know, it's uh, basically going to be in a racial white culture and all this other kind of stuff, which is bogus. I mean, what, what they're really, what they're really afraid of is the curriculum being changed. But we all know that they can they control the curriculum out in Texas. So I mean, let's just be honest. What I mean. they're really afraid of is children yeah, that's becoming true. empowered Texas to think for themselves. Uh, that shit is huge as far as the population. Um, I feel like if you're going to crowbar all this trans stuff in everybody's home, then why not have it? Um, will it be absorbed? I don't think so. Because uh, just from when I grew up, if you didn't if you didn't learn anything as far as race, and, and different regions teach different ways, because I grew up in Virginia, so a big thing with history was slavery. and uh, Not just slavery from the thing, three people, they recycled that being Malcolm X, Harry Tubman, Martin Luther King, but, you know, different people like uh, Frederick Douglass and uh, who was the brother that was the first, uh, I think they consider him the first black president of the United States of Stumble. I think John Hanson was his name. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. You know, I want to say so. He, he's the brother on the $2 bill, the little black face scribbled on the $2 bill. If you ever look at the $2 bill? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, he's supposed to be like off to the side, right? Kind of like adjacent. Yeah, exactly. And you've ever looked at one. Because a lot of people don't know who he is. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like, yeah, because um, yeah, we're basically rapping about the whole critical race theory. And I pretty much said it's pointless because 
even if you teach it critically, everything of which that we're internalizing or compartmentalizing is always from a Eurocentric value system and it's always from their worldview. So all of this stuff is a mute point. Like as long as you're still operating under the guise of Eurocentricity, which is what we call America today, um, it's just, I, I feel like what's the point? Cause it's like, you're not trying to change capitalism. You're not trying to change neoliberalism or the free market enterprise. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like most black people still, well, not most, but mm-hmm. you know, a lot of wealthy black people um, invest in stocks. You know, everyday people invest in, in the stock market. But what people don't understand is that stock market alone is the reason why places like Jamaica and, and other places can't sell certain fruits that we don't even know they have. Because the way, you know, the way the IMF and the World Bank has things set up, you're not going to make it. And it's like nobody wants to talk about how that plays into it. You know, people want to talk about critical race theory. I mean, it's because it's, it's critically, in, it's because what's happening It's not is, critical, that's no, fucked no, no, up. No, systematically, you have places in, in, in the Bahamas called free zones where play, companies can come in, do whatever they want, pay these people shit, shit wages. This is in Panama, all these other places. These are these are people of color that are being exploited by us. Because you know who buys these materials? We do too. We buy. Gap. We have to. We buy. Gap. We buy Abercrombie. We, we have buy Nike. We all don't. These, I don't buy no fucking Abercrombie. All these places. All these places are being built. All these places are in in the in these areas of which that we talk about critically thinking. But I've had other conversations with people, and the first thing they'll say is, "Oh, that's over there." But that's why that's over there. That's, that has nothing to do with us. important because it helps to reshape like people's thinking. Like with Adrian, with Adrian Marie Brown's emergent strategies, the book is a critical race theory breakdown of how we can form and shape new worlds. I understand. Critical that. race theory helps us think about this capitalist patriarchy society that we live in and helps us envision a new but what would, world. Okay, so what's the difference between that and what African-Americans were talking about in the 1800s and the 1900s when they were basically saying the same stuff? What's the difference between what people were saying in the you know 1950s saying, and 60s? It's a broken being, record. It's a broken record. You're just changing the terminology of what we were already it's talking about. Good. During, like when, 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 when Malcolm X... When Malcolm X wanted to come up with people and say that America was doing, there was human rights violations, not civil liberties, human rights violations that were happening, he got assassinated, right? Mm-hmm. When when Amil Carker Brawl said the same thing, he got assassinated. Ooh. Amil Carker Brawl. When, um, when, when all of these, all, and Gookie Watiago. I'm person who created girlfriends. Look up, look up, and Gookie Watiago. And Gookie, and Gookie Watiago comes out, comes out against the Kenyan government because he attacks them and says, "Why is it that the English department in Kenya is speaking in English when Kikuyu is our national language?" But you know what they told him? No, but it is. But, 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 but the thing about it is. He still, he still looks like he's like a crazy person. But more of the story yes, is white people do some fucked up shit. But the but only way you can break down those barriers is just stop critic. talking to those people and stop trying to force them to do something they don't want to do. I think what's they are a about, fire nation that cares nothing about you. They I won't burn any and everything in your path. They I will, hear you. White people, they don't. Duh, they don't but I think what's important about criticism in general is that when you open the newspaper, when you turn on the news. The critique is always a white person or a white academic. Yes. And so critical race theory opens up the stage for more people to include I feel like themselves we, and to we've translate had these conversations the for the past hundred years. Doing. And but I feel like we're just it's just another term. The work is not done. 
Yeah. The work's not going to be done because nobody's willing to change the system. Don't say nobody is willing. Yeah, people is willing. You willing? Are you a nobody? Are you a nobody? Again. Are you a nobody? Because you willing. You willing. It has to be mass. You willing. Mass collective efforts of everybody committing socioeconomic suicide. And we're not doing that. Okay, so we're not doing that at all. about critical race theory, what are your thoughts on like voting we have a new a mayor race coming up we, we already know that the voting he don't vote. well first off the mayor the mayoral election in atlanta i'm not even gonna speak on that but let's just say this politics are just as scripted as any other thing question question and, and, and people don't like like what are you in support of even even with even with like okay so when you say like the um like when you when you talk about uh the electoral college and how the elect, how, how the electoral college already picks the president months prior to you even voting because exactly. during the, during the so democratic and republican primary race theory is necessary no, no. to deconstruct that, that that has nothing to do with race that has nothing to do with race no reason why it has everything nothing, has to do with race the reason why it has nothing to do with race in the sense is because the electoral college situation was not we were not even considered did you vote for obama the thing that people don't understand is the way our nation was set up, there were no black people writing the Declaration. We know this. These so therefore, race was not considered until who brought it up about the three-fifths compromise and all this other kind of jazz. That's them. We were never even in consideration but when we, they talked about the electoral college and all that kind of stuff. All of that stuff is outmoded and outdated. So if black people want to participate in outmoded and outdated political infrastructures, that's on them. That's prerogative. I vote because I know I have because it's my duty. Because I understand that it's a micro, it's a micro versus macro situation. People always want to talk about who's the who's the mayor. I mean, no, no, who's the president? No, who's your who's your alderman? Who's your who's your who's your sheriff? Who's your deputy sheriff? Who's your tax commissioner? People don't even know these people's names. Jesus. Atlanta's tax commissioner recently had to step down for like mismanagement of funds and crap. So it's like when people want to talk about critically racist stuff, I feel like that stuff is pointless. (laughs) Okay, so. Hey Jeff, you still there? I forgot. I guess to pull a quote from Albert Einstein, my question would be black. Um, what? Yeah, I got you. Hold I mean, on. that's what they say around time. Baseball and all these folks have trickled the glasses. And what the fuck? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And that's what we, we do. We have been voting for that's what we do. decades. For mm-hmm. But that's what we do. Almost a century. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like critical race theory is helping us to think differently and to see that we're being insane by thinking that our voting is going to change these systems. There we go. Honestly, I've always told people if you're gonna vote, it's kind of investing in a system that's already shitting on yeah. you anyway. Burn it all down. Yeah. I've been saying that. Yeah, and I agree with Delvon as far as voting locally, because why the hell do you care about somebody that doesn't know you in Washington and you don't even know who the damn police chief is? But until small things like that change, because that's that's what impacts people economically that aren't white. Like white people have a white face to save them every four years, or at least help them out. A lot of them don't even have them to save them or help them because a lot of them politicians don't. They don't associate with people that ain't the same tax bracket as them. Boom. So you know, and, and I don't know why. That's why poor white people voting for Trump is a dumbass decision. Same thing that, that people have been talking about 
forever because you know you mentioned Malcolm X and him. I mean, we keep going. Khalid Muhammad said the same thing. Facts. But, uh, but that's I don't know, man. That's why I asked yeah. earlier if you want to talk about it from a scholarly standpoint in a book, teaching a lecture, did you want to talk about it in reality? I mean, it's good to inform people uh, and things like that, but if nothing's going to be done about it as far as rewriting the narrative, or re- not the narrative, but restructuring the system. Keep it's it a waste of time and a thought for none as far as the uh, banking system and the economics and all that. That's why the whole thing with Cuba, that's why that's like slowly being lifted up. I mean, that, that's the same thing, Cuba, Puerto Rico, any of these American territories overseas, you know, people want to, as far as people, I mean, I, I throw myself in there too because, hell, I mean, we all use Wi-Fi and, and get mad when shoes go up to a certain price, but if it wasn't for the, I'll say the global fuckery of other people's uh, misfortune of cheap labor, we wouldn't have some of these things we're benefiting from. Oh, heck yeah, I agree. I mean, the technology we're using right now, you know, when we look at the precious minerals and everything else. But everything around us too is the way uh, it's structured. But nah, man, like I said before, and hell, you talking about name dropping, Gaddafi, man, you know, they took his ass out when he tried to get his own bank going. So, <laughs> and that's the thing about the central banking system. I mean, I, I mean that there alone is something that people have to talk about. But it's like it when that's what I'm trying to. When I guess my issue is when people talk about critical race theory, they're only thinking locally, and they don't really realize yeah, how yeah, we mean. participate you- in we participate in the same practices that we say that is happening to us we do not have an issue we turn a blind eye to us participating in it internationally that's one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to us it's like we don't make it we make it seem like our pain and our stripe is 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 is, um what is it um special like we're the only ones that have had to endure certain things like that and it's like enslavement is still going on today and it's like people don't even realize that like we want to turn a blind eye all that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, we talk about how African-American women were being um, raped and molested and stuff like that. And it's like, that still goes on right now as an act of warfare in Africa. And it's like, we won't yeah. have those conversations. I, yeah. I, and I think to say that people don't even realize that's a disservice black people and kind of diminishes well, I'll say this. We don't, we, we realize that we, we just turn a blind eye to everything. But it's, it's, like, it's, like when one of our family members is um, molesting another one, we I'm just saying say, don't, we, I we just say that don't, shit. Don't, don't touch blank blank. Oh, I don't go around shit, Uncle so John. Don't, don't we. Like that, you know? That's what that we is. Or, or we'll still listen to, we'll still watch certain people on television because we already know that they've done certain things. Oh, because they pled, you know, they're not guilty, there's guilty, legit, quote unquote. I, we were I, cool I with them. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, that might be more of a chauvinistic yeah. thing than race because I see that with all races across the board, just like you mentioned the yeah. whole family molestation thing. I mean, my thing is, I don't care what community is in, that shit needs to be handled. And so many. Uh, so many people have become I don't even know what word to use but you have a lot of people that have put their life yes. up online but the moment you ask them about the life that they put online and they present to you it's like stay the fuck out of my business right but it's like which one is it? you know you you got people you got people doing crazy shit to family members and terrorizing children and breaking them and taking their innocence but you want to be you want to be humanitarian and this guru and this right. self-righteous, philosophical, whatever, when you type it. Like, who are you? Yo, do you yeah. really want help or do you not? And that's how I am when it comes to just resolution in general. Do you want help or do you not want help? So we're about to, we're about to speak it up, man, because like I said, I got 20 minutes left. And um, 
real quick, I wanted I wanted us to touch base on the Shakari Richardson and the doping and you know me and you just you know me and you being athletes and all former athletes and everything. Oh, you're an athlete too. Okay. I just run my mouth. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. So, so Jeff, like, me, I mean, we understand this whole situation about protocols, right? We all got sat down when it came, when we were doing clearinghouse and NCAA and all this other kind of stuff. They told us the regulations and all these ins and outs that we could and could not do, right? So why is it that African-Americans... In, in, in a large Here amount of African Americans. What's your it, percentage? What percentage is, is large amount? Why, why, why is it that? Where, 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 where why, are your stats? Why is it that? Why is it that on a continuous basis down a social media timeline you will see people making this about race, and that's why they want to boycott the Olympics because they're saying this is a racially taught charge. And, and they're even talking about between her, they're talking about the, the hurdler, you know, who's not running. Uh, they're talking yeah. about, uh, what's it, uh, Coleman that's not running. Uh, they're talking about uh, the, the, the two uh, the two African uh, runners who they say their testosterone levels are a little bit higher. That's why they can't run. Um, you got uh, Caster, you know, uh, the 800 meter Olympic champion. They're saying she can't run because of her testosterone. Don't say, don't say uh, Samanya, the girl from yeah. uh, Kenya, that kind of look like a dude. Yeah. You know what? She's been dealing with that her whole career. Because I first saw her in like 20. Oh, yeah. They said they, they said that one time they wanted her to pull her pants down or something like that to prove yeah. she had, yeah, you mean, know. If they got their submissions, I guess if that's what they got to do, then go ahead. Of course, because her testosterone levels are low or below the threshold of which that they said it had to be. I mean, she actually yeah. took the pills to get the lower testosterone level. I can't match. She follows the protocol. You can't ask, and that's the thing. We that's their policies, though. We have a history of being abused by the medical system and you're going to ask yeah, naturally, black women but that's the policy it's not just black women might, though it's there, all of them have to do but it we don't know we don't have enough research to back up how that's going to affect well, don't the long run. term and they're always asking us to perform and check and job all i say is how don't dare run. they what do you mean don't run if you don't I mean, my whole thing is like a lot that's of these unfair. a lot of these athletes that are trans they were crappy athletes when they were Ooh. what they were. The, yeah, now, now, yeah, and they were they were yeah, not good at all. Take. Half these athletes were not good. And as soon as they went trans, all of a sudden they became third, fourth in the world. That doesn't make any sense. If I become trans, I'm not about to become. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's one of those situations where the same athlete you're I talking about, the same athlete you're talking about. Now, now I'm not talking about Castor and all of them. No, they're they're different. Because they're they're naturally they're nat their their the testosterone levels are naturally higher, right? We're not talking about them. The I'm talking about the trans women the who people. they said that their testosterone levels they they doctors that they have with the, with the international committee they came up with saying this is the amount of acceptable testosterone have, levels in these I have a question. women. That might be. I think it's biased personally, but like I tell everybody else, those are the policies right now. That's nothing I can change right now. So that the policies can but change. You're, you're talking about boycotting, but then you're, who's going to feed these athletes okay. who's who can't do that? Who's going to watch the Olympics if we're not in it? I mean, okay. I know I'm gonna watch it, and a lot of there's question. more black there's more black pe people of color that are gonna be in the Olympics than any other demographic. You know why? Because there's more people of color in the world. We're bad. So how is that? Athletic, how is that biased? That's why they but how is that biased? You're taking you're taking two or three individuals who broke protocol. They didn't it's, break protocol. 
born this I'm not way. talking about them. I'm talking about Shakari Richardson. Now. And who now, else? The people who is them? Out, now, the women who did not, the women who's testosterone levels are higher, it's, it's not on him. She smoked weed, and it's against the law. It's against the okay, policies but, of them. That, That's her that fault. Is the, she that accepted is the it. It's a small definition penalty. of, okay, she smoked She weed. took her penalty They're, like a woman, like she should. Michael Phelps' body literally That's him. looks and was changed so that he can come. Compete no, they said Michael better. Phelps naturally Who has. They? Some, they said Michael Phelps is um. Who is they? It's his like his, his like the density in his body is like naturally lighter or something. They said like it's like, but I th- I, like I think a some walking, people, floating. I, I think whatever. some people do win a genetic they like do. lottery. So why is this standard different for men? Than there's it is there is no the patriarchy, white supremacy, white supremacy, the patriarchy. But what I'm saying is that's not that's racial. I don't believe that that's a racial situation because there are other people from other nations who are yeah. not black that got no. that they're not but, running this year because their testosterone have, levels are high. I have a question. And it's because could, they did not be, take the pill. This could be stupid. Or that other, 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 the white distance runner who says she tested positive for the steroid from eating I some some. That wasn't during. That was not. That was not during season. Okay, here's my thing. Okay, that was not during that season. Boom, 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 boom. Here's what I want to say. She's no weed and tested here's, positive. Here's, here's what I want to say. A day after she just, ran, that's I, on her. Here, here's what I want to say. Okay, but and there's more to that story. We know that her mother passed away. Yeah. Again, you know, you know, you know, in the eyes of the law, nobody's going to care. Okay. And here's, I hate here's that. what I want to say. I hate that myself. But the eyes of the law does not care what happened to your mother. Here's what they, I want to say. They, Let me say something. They're not, they're not, a, they're, some, they're very objective when it comes Claire to that. Meanwhile, we have Marie Claire and Vanity Fair magazine having white women pose on the cover. With weed, weed, cannabis we industry. A yeah. system of institutional violence against Again, black men who are I think people are, we're conflating, we're conflating what happens here in America to what internationally is going on. But this was, but, but, but she was not, but internationally, they bring it to her. America said her ass wasn't going. She broke international protocol. Calls. They're the ones who gave her the 30 day suspension, not America. Okay. USA Track and Field had the opportunity to put her on the 4 by one They chose not to. That's the USA Track and Field's decision. She only got a 30 day ban from the international committee. Okay, People don't understand that, those are two separate entities. That like is the bigger picture, picture. The fact that there's two separate entities. Okay, well, let's talk about Christy those like two women who. <laughs> Where are it, their swim caps are too big? Yeah. Now, okay, that situation I can't speak on because I'm not well versed. Like, I'm not well versed on the hair cap situation. But All you I don't can tell people is, is no, 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 no. All I'm saying is, is pre-existing policies and procedures are in place. I believe, I believe in the middle. In, no, because that has nothing to do with political, political politics. We're just talking about a, we're talking about a sport that has no bearings on what's going to happen in this world. Yes, it does. Because sports, sports will not save your soul. Sports will not save you. Then why are we arguing about it? That conversation about this system of sports. I'm your point. She already took her penalty. That's why I said that. The system of academics. The system of sports. The system of how do we get back here? But the, these systems are systems that reflect the racism that exists in our society. This true. is true. And so that's the point here is that this does relate to politics. It does relate to critical Everything goes back to white people being evil. Hold on, Jeff, what you saying? Jeff, what you saying? Okay, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Go ahead, speak, Jeff. Oh, huh. he, he, he wanted to catch your name. Her name is Shakar. <laughs> he wanted to catch your name, though. Taj. 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 Taj.
Jeff. It's nice to know what your name is. <laughs> but um, I was just about to say what Taj just said. I mean, this shit reflects what goes on. That whole adage about art reflecting life and life reflecting art, this is the same thing. I mean, sport is reflecting life. And y'all mentioned some... What, what situation was she talking about? Uh, she mentioned a situation with some women. Another one? What was she talking about? I couldn't hear earlier. Oh, oh, yeah. We're talking about, you know, the, the two African athletes whose testosterone levels are um, no, naturally no, higher. She, and then she's talking about the, the haircuts, the shower cap, the, uh, the, oh, the yeah, swim caps. Yeah, I, I saw that. And I'm going to be real, man. When it comes to stuff like that, it's always been bullshit towards us as far as how we may appear uh, versus how somebody that isn't white may appear. I dealt with it when I worked at McDonald's when I was 18. I wore a cap under my damn hat going to work. Um, uh, Marcus Stroman, he's a pitcher for the Dodgers, I think. Brother, he wore a do-rag under his hat, like, I think a month ago. And they said some smart shit, like, yeah, uh, Tom Seaver, who's a retired uh, pitcher, white dude, he wore one, too. And they were just, like, taking shots at him and making jokes. When it comes to, <coughs> excuse me, cultural taboos, because that's what it is to them, as far as how we wear things or how we style our hair or whatever, they're always gonna talk shit. Yeah. So it is some racial shit if you ask me. Honestly, I kinda feel like it might be racial when it comes to Shakari Richardson because she may have broken protocol, but if you really want to split hairs and get technical, she's not doing some shit that's performance enhancing. I mean it's and not it's not like it's not. It's not. I mean I, I'm not saying it is, but it's one of those things though that it's the that's all it is is all I'm saying is I don't agree with I don't agree with any of it either. All I'm trying to get you to understand is though, it's the policy. If you continue to go along with policies, that's fascism to tell people you got to do something. But you signed up for it. You signed you signed you signed that contract. Yo, you no no you signed the contract. No, if you if you go to jail and you're a felon, right? You know what happens when you become a felon. There's certain rights that are taken away from you because you broke law, right? Because you're a felon. Right? But you, if but you break protocol is, as an athlete, the there's certain is, protocols that they have in place. And every article you read I about this, the point either. is these are coded bias. Of course they're coded and bias. I never said they wasn't coded and so bias. What I'm saying is those are the pre-existing policies that they're in place. All I'm trying to say is if you want to change something, change it. That's fine. Boycotting it is not going to change shit. Yes, it is. Boycotting is ineffective. I've been saying, I've been trying to tell people this for a moment. Boycotting is nothing but an exploitative situation for more people to get Look, money. It has not nothing true. to do with all of this because boycotting is fake. You fake care. Because if you really want to, no. If you really want, and we don't boycott enough. If you really, I said this. Why are people not still boycotting the fact that George Floyd and all those people were killed? They are. They're not really boycotting. boycotting they're not downtown. Yeah, what are you they're boycotting? Not, they're not, camp, they're not camping downtown. Because we they're got not, jobs. They're not counting disruption. No, but what I'm trying to get people to understand is if you, like, and I've gotten to the point where people say, That's oh, not it, 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 it's, 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 no, yeah, no, 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 no. And you can't boycott America. Economic. You can't boycott anything economically anyway because it's all tied together. That's the only reason why I'm trying no, to get people to Yes, it really is. Every, every if you think about all you the, Proctor, Proctor, okay, so you're going to boycott, you're going to boycott materials, right? Go 
look up Procter and Gamble and look at all the products and stuff you're gonna have to boycott. Go look, look up Kellogg and look at all the stuff that you're gonna have to break that. Yes, Anything you watch on TV, anything you watch on TV is sponsored by these same companies that you're saying that you're gonna boycott economically. You can't boycott them. Look at your television. The commercials that you watch in the middle of your YouTube channels are paying for this stuff. You cannot boycott if you want YouTube. to. Boycotting the Olympics means nothing. Yeah. Because at the That's end of the at the, at the end of the day, there are people who are still running who have the potential to break world okay. records, who are doing wonders for their community okay. right okay. now, okay. who okay. are black. Okay. So but y'all wanna boycott a whole one or two people who fucked up on their own. I got you. No, no, no. So you just said Y'all aren't boycotting because those women's testosterone okay. levels are higher. Okay. Y'all are boycotting because Shakura Richard Richardson failed a drug test and she took her lumps and said, I'll take my suspension. Okay, 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 okay. So my thing Nobody's is, talking okay. about international athletes. Okay. Devon. Because this is my question. Because you just pretty much said boycott does nothing, etc. like that. What does them breaking these world records do to free black people? It doesn't do anything. So it's, I, it's, so it's, I, so no, because again, you're, what I'm saying is, that's what I'm saying as far as African Americans with that. You're willing to make somebody else fall on a sword that they never wanted to sharpen it to begin with. I just think I just, no, no, no. Okay. no, no. That's what y'all are asking because y'all, what, y'all, what, 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 what people are wanting, they want all black cheap. athletes to pull out of the Olympics. Who asked this? They want this? all black athletes to Who pull out they? of the Olympics Who asked and boycott. This? That's why. You, how else are you gonna boycott it? I'm gonna boycott you. How else are you gonna boycott <laughs> the Olympics? What we're you can't boycott Olympics by simply saying we're gonna turn off the TV. They're trying to. Erase. How are they erasing black people when predominantly the. the the most people on the on, on our track and field are black. The most, the most, most, most of the most and rich in homelessness is still an issue. There we go. It doesn't matter about the most. Sometimes it takes a small number. So to how start is it that how is it that impoverishment in the black community? How is that linked to these people wanting to run track? How do you come up with these segues? I mean, it, it is, but it I don't really think isn't. We have the time to because get at the end that. of the day, at the end of the day, those people have those people have a duty. That's their job. I'm not willing to do that. Just like. Um, what, I, I okay. What are you gonna do? Last night we watched Dave Chappelle. You know, like somebody watched Dave Chappelle. You know, somebody had um, real quick, real quick, because I'm not. He level. said he told children if you want to be anything in an America, in America, then either you become an entertainer, check and drive, or you become an athlete. This is why it's important because the only path that our children can see as a path to success for us is through becoming a celebrity. When there are so many other paths. We, we are the ones who promote that though. It's one of those what else things, are we gonna promote? It's, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, case in point, and Jeff, you can speak on this Everybody too. Hates Christmas Jeff, you really can speak on this as far as how we will Everybody sit there Chris. and take a kid that is five years old, six years old, and tell them, you're gonna be a basketball star. What, oh, we'll what are you going to show them differently? And do all of that. But my thing is this, though. If you don't know different, you won't have anything different. I mean, it's one of those things where if you... If, but how that's why they're promoting it. There's no that's critical my, race theory. But the thing about it is, that has nothing to do with... I don't have to have somebody teach me that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if you want something, you're going to take it. Dude, I'm a t- high school. Why would there not more black people in Game of Thrones? You said what now? Exactly. Why Why would it need to be? It's not even a white... It's, why would it need it's, to it's, be? it's one of those things where... That's like saying, how come there was not... There, how come, you know, if you if you look at some of the predominantly black uh, comedic shows... Look at we'll go we'll to that. Gauntlet 2. Game of Thrones was fine the way it was. I don't know why we wanted to change it to black watching. It was fine. Fetishizing... This idea that we don't do that, we don't do Morocco and the Moors, but not even showing that population of people. So we don't really, we don't do some of this stuff when it comes to how we do. It was filmed in Esauara, Morocco. Okay. 
I just be right, asking and, shit. And, 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 and Black Panther was filmed at where? Tyler Perry Studios. Your point being. That's black as shit too. What you and mean? It wouldn't the no, the fact that they didn't even film half the movie in Africa. No, 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 no. You want to challenge that, but yet we have he hates Black, black Panther, Panther the that, movie. That was not. And it wasn't even filmed in Africa. You didn't even get all black actors like that. Come on, man. You literally took. Maybe because no, that's, the that's an excuse. You literally, you, they no, literally saturated more. the movie with West African cultural rhetoric. You said not and black. It's hilarious. You didn't say West Af- not African. It's hilarious. They just picked really them. They cherry picked what they wanted on it. I don't, I'm not really sure what your argument is because you're saying like two different things, but you're stopping at, it's almost like you're mad at critical race theory for diving into and unpacking, unpacking these topics. It's not, it's a, I just want to say, for my nigga, it's already been unpacked. I don't understand how you can unpack something that's already been unpacked. It has been already been unpacked. Pack it back up, shit. That's like saying that. I just feel like maybe somebody's not being educated enough. Pack it back up. Pack it back up. That's like when the next police shooting happens. Black people look at it as if it hasn't happened before. There is no point when we've reached all the knowledge that we've reached. There was no point in which we were equal and free. There's been no moment in time where we've been there. And critical race theory is deeper than a black and white dialogue. Well, that's the difference. We have the conversation of Asian American oppression and how they were brought over to the same slave routes that we were. Have you seen... Juveniles vax that ass up. <laughs> oh God! What? Not, not yet. That's another conversation. Okay, break that. Down. Oh, Jeff, 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 Jeff. Before I let you go, man, one one thing, man. Wrap it up, man. What do you um? What about it? What about do you think how about, many um, Atlanta license plates are in all juveniles? What do you think about? What do you think about Jeff? What's going That's on with black dating sites? Black dating sites. What's, what's going on with just black athletes in general? As far as what, what do you think it's gonna mean? As far as these athletes who are gonna be able to now sign these uh, sponsor deals in college. Is he even else his name? Is he even else his name? I'm not just called Kirby G. I never knew how to pronounce his Instagram. G. Limitations on money. Limitations on, because to be honest, um, if you're not going to overhaul everything, it's cool to let them get paid. But if you're not going to overhaul everything, like for instance, letting a guy transfer from the same institution on the same level, not making his ass sit out, um, that would satisfy me more because you let these coaches come in and bring in guys and promise some shit. And when they're not, when they're not satisfied and they want to run off and get paid, they let it happen. They either need to change things like the transfer portal, letting guys move and have to sit a year out if they go D1 to D1, or they need to hold the coaches to the same shit. Hey, man, you sign with us, you either stick it out or your ass. You either stick it out for the terms we agreed to on this contract, or you sit the hell out if you leave or quit on us, resign, and don't get paid and don't get signed to another institution for three, four, five years or however long we've signed. Like, you, you got to do it across the board to me. Don't don't throw me a nothing burger after however many years the NCAA's been in existence. Is it cool? Yeah, but look at how many people you fucked in the past. Look at how many guys, uh, all the scandals and shit that go down, Terrell Pride, Ohio State, selling paraphernalia and shit and trade for tattoos, or, or Derrick Rose, or whoever else has went through some shit in college monetarily um just like uh i forgot a homeboy's name the little the little uh the little jewish guy he he's responsible for getting a lot of guys to play overseas he's negotiated a lot of contracts overseas for uh guys like uh brandon jennings that came out and played overseas for a year versus going to college 
now they they've made a rule where you can't go overseas and play and if you do you got to sit out more time if you do so if you're not going to overhaul everything like what i just mentioned the money's okay but you're throwing me a damn bone that's 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 outdated and old as hell so you definitely I just think it's gonna be more bullshit with it because i've been through that system and you're nothing but an indentured servant a modern day indentured servant when you uh, participate in athletic beyond high school and college and um it's okay, man, but a lot more needs to be done to me. So you think to the me, age of the blue chip players? To me, this one small victory in battle, it's not a war that's been... Yeah. We haven't won the war, we just won a battle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I view it. I mean, I just think it's going to cause more problems than it's going to help. I mean, only because now they'll be Why able do you to... Think that? Well, I think, I think it, it, it speaks to the whole thinking critically. You know, like with, with, you know, what okay. everybody's saying earlier is because now... These athletes are going to be bound, like professional athletes. They can't say certain things on a social media account because they might lose their endorsement deal. Yeah, and that's what I was talking about. You know, or it's like it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, and this is what I'm saying: we participate in our own exploitation, but we make it seem like we're thinking critically. How are you thinking critically when you're participating in the very thing that's going to hurt you? But what are, what well, are we going to do? Fairness. I will say that. What are we realistically going to do? Stay black and black. don't have another choice. If, if, if that's all you have is an athletic scholarship, yeah. maybe that's something you got to take on the chin until you can get on your feet. Just like I, mean, I agree. Just like when Indominus Suda plays for the Bucks, he just finished at the University of Nebraska like two or three years ago. And he's talking about opening an engineering firm with his dad because he got a degree in mechanical engineering. Yeah. He's talking about doing that shit after uh, he retires from the NFL. So. Telling somebody to be an athlete or an entertainer or a celebrity isn't a bad thing. Just have a plan B or have something to branch out from that unless you want notoriety, unless you want to be Eddie Murphy, unless you want to be in the Athletic Hall of Fame. I'm not going to shit on a way out for somebody that doesn't have anything else. Because somebody who's getting an athletic scholarship doesn't have money to go to space camp or doesn't have a bus ride to go to an IT, uh, yeah. you know, some type of IT... Um, some type of IT fair, some type of IT exercise, and become Steve Jobs or Bill Gates. If you don't have the resources, man, if your only resource is to swing a bat, have at it. Yeah. Just don't half-ass with it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it at all. If you do want to do it, I don't have a problem with telling kids that they can be athletes, especially if it's going to give them a way out. Just don't get stuck on your child. Don't live your dreams through your child where if there's collapse, you don't want to have shit to do with them and it's going to make shit worse for them. If it collapses, then have a plan B. We all know that being an athlete is a crock of shit and not everybody makes it, you know, but have a plan B and then use that shit as a stepping stone for something. I mean, that's my, that's my only thing is having that plan B. I mean, it's yeah, that's how I feel about it, man. I mean, I'm not going to shun a kid for wanting to play ball. If that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. Because to be real with you, you catch more bullshit probably trying to become a CEO or trying to become a doctor or engineer than you do trying to become an athlete. I mean, I feel like it's less work. I've I've worked in corporate, and it's a lot. It's a lot of stupid, illogical, subjective-ass, smoke-and-mirrors type shit, man. And the corporate world. Yeah, man. So, Jeff, I'm going to have to let you go, man. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to call you back. Um, on another uh, episode, man, we can wrap something things up, man, and continue the conversations. Um, 
If anything you want to say, wrapping it up. I mean, I know you said a lot just now, but is there anything else you want to add just across the board? Uh, not really, man. I, I look forward to doing it again. And uh, I don't know if the other two people can hear me, but it was a pleasure sitting down with y'all. And Shout out to you, Jeff. All the hospitality from all three of you. Facts, facts, facts. All right, man, Jeff. I'm going to call you back later, man. We'll talk. All right, man. I appreciate it. Peace. All right, peace. I just want to say that you know how just now they were talking about sports and I was quiet? More people should be like me. If you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, be quiet. Because I don't know anything about that. But what I will say is that I feel like with the athletes getting um, these endorsement sponsorships, it's going to open up new conversations. We see already how professional white athletes get paid more. You know those things that talk about Maria Sharapova making more money than this person. And you know what I mean? People who are better than them. Yeah. I think we're going to get it. It's very layered uh, conversation still, which goes back to anti Blackness, I mean, again, you know what I mean? But it's economics, man. Yeah, it is. It's but, like, I mean, it's like, it's, it's one of those things where, like, you got. Uh, I'm happy for black people, black athletes in college being able to make money, you know what I mean? I love it. I'm super excited for them. Um, is it going to encourage me to buy more Nikes? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, Gatorade, I don't know either. But, like, what, what else sports are you really getting? Man, they getting all kind of deals, man. Master Peace. No, Be- Be- Beats by Dre. Beats by Dre. Right? I might wear. All right, now, like I said, man, this is the Black Sun Podcast. Want to give a shout-out again to Avaloy Studios, man, you know, looking out. Um, again, like, subscribe, message me. Let me know if there's any um, topics you want me to cover. And, um, you know, I guess I'll catch you on the fly next week. All right, peace.